SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's get straight into our first conversation. And Jamie Campbell has been kind enough to speak to us again here in South Africa, freelance football journalist, of course. Uh, Jamie, good evening and thank you very much for joining us here in South Africa again. Good evening, how are you? Oh, we're fine, thanks. Uh, um, Jamie, there was just a bit of shock here when we saw the draw will be redone. But what's been the re- reaction in Europe like after that initial error? Yeah, a, a totally strange situation and not one we're used to. Obviously, we're used to UEFA doing these things very much perfect, um, very well rehearsed usually. So it's very strange to see it all being done again. Um, as you can imagine, some teams have taken it better than others because the redraw has worked out well for some teams. They had more difficult draws, first of all, and and then there's sort of Real Madrid who were, who were upset because they had a, a very good draw, first of all, and when they redrew it, they had PSG, which is a much harder game. So, yeah, very different reviews based on which team you ask. <laughs> yeah, but how did you ever explain it then, explain the error and the fact that they had to redraw? Um, so, UEFA's... Um, explanation was that this software they used which is an external provider um the software they used didn't tell them the right team so basically because there are different bowls and, and the different rules so that obviously the teams can't draw the teams that are already in the group and they can't draw the teams that are from the same nation as them for this part of the draw um, and effectively there's a there's a computer that tells them which teams to include in which bowl for which team. Um, so when it came to Atletico Madrid, they did not include Manchester United in their bowl as possible opponents when they should have been. And because Manchester United were not included in Atletico Madrid's bowl, that, that completely ruins the draw because you know it's unfair. Every team has to be able to draw every possible team. So yeah, that, that was the sort of exp- explanation behind it. It was a bit of a complex one, but yeah, ultimately it wasn't fair the first time around. And and is the explanation being widely accepted now? Because we know there are always conspiracy theories and allegations that some of these draws are always being rigged. Um, yeah, I think most people probably accept that it's an error. I think that people expect better of UEFA. They certainly expect these things to be done much better. So, you know, I don't think it's, it's accepted as a kind of excuse. I think that people demand better from the main organiser of European football. And it's a little bit of a shambles. It's not not a good look on the Champions League for sure. Um, but I think most people don't believe that it that it's been rigged this time around. And you know, and if it had been rigged, then they wouldn't have redrawn it ultimately. So, yeah, just a big error and and a, and a bit of an embarrassment for UEFA. Yeah, but maybe they can they can get some credit, Jamie, for at least addressing the error swiftly and and conducting the redraw not 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 long afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know it would have been easy for UEFA to just say, you know what, the draw is the draw, and whatever happened happened, and they, you know, it wouldn't be unlike a big organisation like this to just stand by their guns. We see that so often, even when things appear to have gone wrong. So the fact that they sort of admitted the embarrassment, admitted the error, and came out and did it again was, yeah, I think that they deserve some credit. Uh, are you still there, Jamie? Uh, I think we've just lost connection there with uh, Jamie Campbell, who is joining us uh, all the way from Spain. Of course, freelance football, a journalist with Football España. Uh, we're going to try and reconnect with him and just uh, get more on this redraw that was conducted yesterday. But yeah, I guess I did see a tweet actually from one of South Africa's leading uh, football journalists, Karen Mace, who actually did say that um, credit to UEFA for at least 
Where's actually I was finding that tweet because because that tweet was loaded by Garang. So I'm gonna try and find it as soon as I can just get my phone next to me. Um, but it was something like at least they they co- conducted the the redraw very quickly, so they must be uh, given credit for 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 that. By the way, um, Sundowns have scored. No surprises there, I guess. Two one now up against Barroca with five minutes left there. Uh, was it Tembazwana with the goal? Looked like Tembazwana, yeah, Tembazwana with the goal. Okay, we've got Jamie back on the line. Um, sorry, Jamie, we just lost you there when we were talking about the UEFA being given credit for at least um addressing the error very swiftly. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, I think it would have been easy for UEFA to stand by the guns. We see big organizations cover up these errors all the time and I think they deserve some credit for coming out and admitting, you know, what was an embarrassment. They would have been keen to avoid the embarrassment and sort of and move on quickly. But, you know, to be to be fair, they redid the whole draw again, which takes some guts, I think. And, and like you say, I think they do deserve some credit for that. And back in Spain, how have they reacted there? Because you have a couple of teams in this last 16. Yeah, very differently. Like I said, the, the Real Madrid are, are furious with the draw because <laughs> they were first out of the hat. <laughs> they drew Benfica. And I think it's understandable that they're upset about it because they are part of the draw. Because they were first out, they were completely unaffected by the error. All the errors came after them. So they actually asked UEFA if they could keep uh, their draw against Benfica. But UEFA said, no, the whole thing had to be done again. And of course, they drew PSG, which were probably one of the strongest, other than Chelsea, best runners-up in the competition. So it couldn't have gone any worse. But if you asked Atletico Madrid fans... They'll be pleased instead of Bayern Munich. They have Manchester United again. They can probably feel like they can win. Um, and for Villarreal, they now play Juventus instead of Manchester City, which is a much better draw as well. Juventus sixth in Serie A, Manchester City obviously top of the Premier League. So for Atletico Madrid and Villarreal, this couldn't have worked out any better. But for Real Madrid, it's, a, it's an absolute disaster. Yes, because I saw when Atletico Madrid were drawn against Bayern, they were obviously not happy, and they were gonna. They, they made it clear that they were gonna query the draw. And as soon as they were drawn against Man United, it was like, "Hello, Man United!" So they probably fancy <laughs> themselves there against uh, Man United. But now, I guess Real Madrid's clash against PSG becomes the blockbuster fixture of this round. What's the feeling about this game? I know obviously a lot will happen between now and February, but who starts as favourites here, Jamie? I think you'd have to say Real Madrid um, been in brilliant form this season. Ancelotti's come back. They've won 10 straight games across uh, all competitions. They've won the Champions League group. They're eight points clear atop of La Liga. They're 13 points clear of last season's champions, Atletico Madrid. And so Real Madrid are very much confident, at least at this part of the year. We've got another kind of month and a half until that fixture goes ahead. But I think there's excitement. You know, Sergio Ramos going up against his old club. Messi going up against Real Madrid again. Ancelotti against his old club in PSG. And so there's a lot of excitement there, I think. And ultimately, when you look at the whole Super League saga, um, we know that Florentino Perez, the Real Madrid president, wanted to see more of these big games in Europe. And I think you can say that he's got his wish, even though it didn't happen in the way he probably wanted it to happen. And Atletico, will they fancy themselves against Man United? Should they? It's been it's been a difficult season for Atletico Madrid this season. Like I said, they're the reigning champions, but 13 points off top spot. But you know what? They'll, they'll be much more confident against Manchester United than they would have been against Bayern Munich. I think against Bayern Munich, they probably didn't have any chance, really. Um, but against Manchester United, they certainly do. Um, we saw that Villarreal did very well against Manchester United this season. They probably they were unlucky to, to win both games, actually, if they'd taken their chances they certainly would have done so. And they, they didn't look to have any problem in shutting Manchester United out in the second game. 
but a big defensive error led to the to the Cristiano Ronaldo goal, and you know Atletico Madrid are very good at shutting teams out, especially in the Champions League. So I think they can be plenty confident of of at least making it very much a tie. And I don't think they could have said that against Bayern Munich. Okay, let's just take a voice note here. We are speaking to uh, Jamie Campbell, just getting his thoughts on what happened with that last 16 draw of the UEFA Champions League, which was swiftly corrected, by the way. Evening, dear member, Tulane from Poland. On the UEFA draw, I thought maybe why they changed it. It was because of Messi and Ronaldo, because both players have more viewers than any player in in the world. So they thought maybe... Let's not spoil it. Let's just divide the attention. Someone can play there, someone can play there, so that UEFA can always get the viewers, more viewers, when they, whenever they are playing. Thanks. Okay, thanks for that, Tulane. I'm not sure if you heard that, Jamie, but um, he's, he, he says he's buying into the conspiracy that UEFA had to redo the draw because they didn't want Messi and Ronaldo facing off uh, in the last 16. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I think it's yeah. I think it's more because of the they just couldn't hide the error that happened, and um, you know it's certainly right that UEFA probably want to see Ronaldo against Messi later on in the competition, if anything. And yeah, it helps to both have them both still in this competition. But um, yeah, I think if they wanted Messi to stay in the competition, they might not have put him up against Real Madrid in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one also. And and, and Villarreal against Juventus, I mean, what's expected of Villarreal in this competition? They did win Europa last season, like they usually always do. Yeah, um, I think I think to get this far is certainly an achievement. It's been a very difficult season for them in the league this season, way below where they should be. Um, but yeah, to get through in a, in a tough group against Manchester United and Atalanta is a pretty impressive going. They knew that at this stage of the competition they were going to get a difficult draw. They knew that whoever they played really... They were going to be second favourites. Perhaps that would only be different against Lille. But against Juventus, they got a chance. You know, against Manchester City, they probably were almost certainly going out. Um, but against against Juventus, you know, Juventus not the force they have been in recent years. They're currently sixth in Serie A. And I think they're around, I think it's something like eight or nine points behind Atalanta, the team that Villarreal beat pretty comfortably to get through to this stage and probably should have beaten at home as well. So, you know, I know football doesn't work like that. It's not the league table that decides whether a team wins a game or anything like that. But, yeah, this is not the same Juventus as we've seen in recent years in the Champions League. And Juventus, and certainly Unai Emery, is very good at these one-off, one-off two two games, first leg and second leg. He's very good at these ties, as, as he showed in the Europa League last season. So, much the same as Atletico Madrid, Villarreal now have plenty of hope, whereas in the original draw, they, they probably didn't have any. There was a time when Emery was linked with the job at, at Newcastle. Could, could Would that have affected them in the league? Did they lose focus a bit there, Villarreal? Um, probably not, only because I think the links came... I think Newcastle sort of took that opportunity in that Uma Emery was under a little bit of pressure at Villarreal, actually. It was, it was going very poorly in La Liga, and they knew that Emery was a little bit under pressure. And as it turned out, Emery kind of used the interest he had for Newcastle um, to speak to Villarreal and get a kind of vote of confidence. I think it helped buy him time, I think. Um, it's, like I said, it's been a very disappointing season. Um, and I think the Newcastle interest probably reminded Villarreal that they actually have a very good manager and probably should keep faith in a bit more long term than they perhaps might have. And, you know, they've showed patience since then. So, yeah, I think this was a team that was struggling before that point in terms of league form. They've done very well in the Champions League, of course. Um, 
but yeah, I don't. It hasn't quite affected. Only affected maybe the the a game or two, but nothing more than that. Okay, let's take another voice note here of a Champions League. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Uh, this is Rudolf Makubelo, all the way from Van Vexpan Village next to Bukwidi in Bakimbeke, Momokopan. Look, Tabiso, for that draw, I think it was a technical error, as there will be a redo of the draw, and we believe that this time around the draw is going to be very, very interesting. So, yeah, UEFA, it is always having that great impression across the world. Thank you very much, Tabiso. Rudolf in Van Vexpan Village, Mobagambek. Rudolf, where is that? Fun, fun, what? In Backenbeck? Please tell me where that is exactly. I don't think I've ever heard of that. But anyway, Rudolf um, says credit to you, Eva, for, for conducting the draw. Again, he accepts that it was just an, a technical error. And um, Jamie, we're talking a lot about Champions League, but there's a big team in Spain that's in the Europa League. Barcelona in the Europa League against Napoli. They've been drawn in the last 16. What is the feeling in Spain about Barcelona dropping to, to the Europa League? Um, I think the Barcelona fans are kind of resigned to this kind of disappointment at the moment. Uh, it's been a disaster all season. Um, and while there was some belief that they could go to Bayern and get a big result, you know, I think most people believe that it wouldn't happen because this, this team has underachieved all season. It just doesn't look good enough, um, especially with injuries. I mean, you take Ansu Fati and Pedri, those kind of players out of this team and it just gets weaker and weaker um, and it's certainly not a good enough team to compete with Bayern I think in some ways um, Barca fans were kind kind of knew that the Europa League might be the best option this season because you know in, even in the best scenario they go through to the round of 16 the Champions League and probably go out because they're still not good enough whereas the Europa League they can have a better run perhaps and maybe compete to win something this season, something they probably won't do in La Liga, certainly won't do in La Liga, but perhaps not not with the cup either. Um, but as you just mentioned, it couldn't have gone much worse because they probably drew the best team in the competition at this stage. Um, and Napoli would be a very difficult draw, especially the fact they have to play away in the second leg, which is really difficult going to Naples and, and trying to get a result if the first game doesn't put it to bed, which it likely won't. And just finally, there's a big story that you had here, um, Jamie, on Football España, talking about the president of Barcelona, Laporta, meeting the super agent Mino Raiola there. What are they talking about? Who are they talking about? Yes, yeah, so they met in Turin today because uh, Laporta was there for the Golden Boy and Golden Woman Awards that were given out um, to Pedri and Alexei uh, Poteas. So... They, I think they've kept in contact for some time, Laporta and Raiola. It's just a case of, you know, one of the president of one of the biggest teams in the world, keeping in touch with the biggest agent in the world. They met last year over Erling Haaland. Obviously, Barcelona's finances don't allow them to do that kind of business at the moment. We know that Haaland's release clause drops to 75 million euros in the summer. We'll see if Barca are in a position by then to sign players. I know they're negotiating a finance deal at the moment with CVC and hoping probably to sell players as well, people like Coutinho. Um, so, yeah, Haaland is very much uh, on the back burner. They certainly can't afford to do that at the moment. And then there's a couple of free agents they're discussing as well. You know, Paul Pogba's out of contract next season. I'm not sure if he's in the price range in terms of salary. Um, and a couple of other players as well, PSG youngster, Javi Simmons. So, yeah, I think it's a case of just keeping in touch with the biggest agent, keeping on his good side. And so that if any good options come up, if any players run out of contract or... If any players fall out with their clubs or will be offered to the market, then Barcelona are in a decent position to do that if, if indeed they can spend money, because at the moment they certainly can't.
Okay, interesting there. We'll follow you for the latest there, Jamie. But thanks again for being able to speak to us here in South Africa. We really appreciate your insight uh, on, on, on what we've been discussing here in this story that you've just broken about Rayola meeting with Laporta. I will retweet it, folks, and you can also check it out on social media. But thanks, Jamie. Keep well. No problem at all. And yourself. Thank you, Jamie Campbell there, a football a journalist of